Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Paper Route. I'm your host, or I'm filling. I'm a filling host. I don't even know what we're doing today. anymore. <laughs> huh? You're the host. I'm the host. We're all hosts. I don't know. That's Welcome back doing. to Paper Route. Super excited about this show. Streaming live every single day on YouTube. Yes, Ashley Nicole Moss spent a hell of a lot of money to go get her journalism degree. Where did you go to school? I went to FAU, and I didn't spend a dime. Shout out to my parents. Yes, she did. Well, I didn't spend any spent money. money. And guess what? Now she's a YouTuber. So we'll be here Monday through Thursday live every single week delivering all of the information and news around sports, culture, and some style because Ashley thinks she's uh, one of the most stylish people in the world. Ashley. That's so funny coming from Brandon because he will constantly ask, am I the best dressed here? Am I the best dressed? I feel Is this like, fit? I like Like, I never ask that question. You know why? Because when you know, you know. You know right, what I mean? And I just know. So. Corey. What do we have? Take it away. So listen, guys, we're actually going to start with none other than Aaron Rodgers. Are we going to get a decision today, right? Like, that's the question. But but look, B, you you, you created some buzz yesterday, right? Like, on everyone's feeds. What type of response <laughs> have you been getting? You mean he got messy? Shocker. Yeah. Uh, Shocker. Yeah, Shocker. definitely the word I use. <laughs> See, listen, I'm not – Ashley, I'm not surprised that you would say that, right? Because it's me. <laughs> that was a joke. No, but but listen, you know I like to get messy. You do. I call it tea time, actually, because <laughs> tea time is like because you never expect like you know you know on our show usually we have like these big macho guys coming on. And it's like yo, let's get into our feelings. That's my opportunity to get there and pull back those layers. So I say what I say is like let's get messy. So mm -hmm. I do like to get messy, but I'm really trying to get guys to be vulnerable. And yesterday I was being vulnerable. I wasn't being messy. What I was doing was saying like. Look, everybody out there in sports right now mm -hmm. is crushing it. Well, there's a lot of people crushing Aaron Rodgers. What he should do, what he shouldn't do. But what he's going through is like the 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 a real life human Yeah, absolutely. experience. You grow, you mature, you get exposure, you start liking new things, and then you move on. And I feel like athletes struggle. Athletes struggle with, you know, man, I was I've been defined by this sport for so long. Mm -hmm. Now I actually like other things. Like I'm actually, you know, into politics. I'm actually into finance. I'm actually into just building a family. And we don't know how to walk walk away. So you find yourself in a dark place, literally, searching. Mm -hmm. And so for me yesterday, it was about telling Aaron Rodgers that it's okay to walk away, right? 
Because even now, we'll debate, right? This is what we'll do on uh, on our shows. Okay, Aaron Rodgers walks away. Let's compare him now to all the great quarterbacks. Well, he's here because he only won one Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. Yeah. He won. He's an MVP caliber player year in and year out. There's nothing for him to hold his head down. And why are we even discussing him in this manner? So, yeah, yesterday people didn't listen to, you know, what I said because they felt like I was breaking news. Kind of felt cool. Felt like <laughs> for a little bit. You felt like TMZ? Yeah, but it wasn't. That's not what I said. I said, I want to be the first to congratulate Aaron Rodgers because this is what he should do. And I feel like it could go this way. Like the dude could, could Why do you think retire. he should retire, though? Because, I mean, I spoke about this on Monday's show. You know, when I sat down with Michael Irvin during last Super Bowl, we were speaking about, you know, yeah. retirement, but it was in terms of Tom Brady. Tom Brady had just made his first announcement and he was retiring and or we were waiting for the announcement. And, you know, Michael Irving said the famous line that there's a clip and you can see it. It actually went viral because it was such a, you know, Michael, <laughs> Michael Irving, you know, he's good for Michael Irving isms, as I like to call him. But he says a man retires for two reasons, loss of skill, loss of will. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers clearly does not have loss of skill. I mean, you can say maybe certain things of his game may have declined or whatnot, but he's still one of the best to ever do it. And if you ask some people, they'll say he's the greatest passer of that football That's of right. all time. <clears throat> so the skill is still there. The will is one of those things only he knows if it's still there and if it's still there at the level that he can compete with. So, like, you always will love a sport, mm -hmm. right? If, you, if you've if you always been invested into it, if it's been such a part of your life for X amount of years, you're always going to have love for it, but the love changes. Sure. And I think that that's the question only he can answer. Is the love still there as a competitor or has it changed as a spectator, a commentator, yeah. or just a love of the sport? Yeah. That's the question, but only Aaron Rodgers can answer that. I think the love changes, Ashley, um when you go through traumatic experiences in the NFL, right? Okay. The way you may be treated from the medical department. We hear players uh, griping about that a lot. Uh, if you feel like there was conclude, uh, they were concluding against you. You go back to like 2010 when A.J. Green and Demarius Thomas and the Daz Bryants of the world were all up at the same time. And then you had owners at the owners meeting saying, look, don't pay them more than $13 million. I mean, cahooting. Colluding. Oh, colluding? Yeah, yeah see, now oh. I'm teaching you something. <laughs> I thought when you're in cahoots against someone, it's like you guys are all on the same page to, like, take Can them we, down. Do we have a fact checker yesterday? You, I don't know. I, I always thought it was cahoots, but maybe that's just slang. So I don't yesterday know. yesterday I had the show all by myself, and, you know, what I called for in the show was a fact checker. Okay. Right? Can and I get a dictionary definition of, of the word? What is the word you said? Colluding. Oh, I always thought it was cahooting, but maybe that's just Corey, a slang can, word. You got it? Corey, got can you look you, it up? You. Maybe it's we'll just a slang word. Let us know when you have it. Mm -hmm. but, gonna, but, but, I'm about to put this FAU education to work. What, yeah, basically <laughs> what I'm saying is when, you you know, these owners got together and they can c colluded. Mm -hmm. It's not cahoot. We'll it is Kahoot. Watch. Thank you, FAU Education. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think I think Ashley was right. Thank you. Yeah, One thing on, I so. know is those vocabulary so, words, so, so baby. The definition of colluding, right, would be to close, shut, or stop. So, yes. No, cahooting so, so is know. like if we're all in cahoots to take you down, we're all we're all conspiring against you. Okay. Well, we're gonna. I, I promise you. Well, I'm gonna pull up an <laughs> article where it says. The owners okay. were found guilty of colluding. <laughs> okay. 
probably going to check. We'll get back to that. <laughs> but, but basically what I'm saying is this, right? Colluding, cahooting, whatever it is, you know, that's a traumatic experience for a lot of players. Players, you know, a couple things we get upset about. We get upset about our money. We get upset about our body, right? We get upset about those things. Those are probably the two biggest gripes. So that's when the love of the game can change for you. Mm -hmm. Like, man, the game is taken away from me. The game is hurting me. Um, I think it's more about passion because you talked about, you know, the will and this and that with Michael Irvin. It's passion. Your passion can change, right? When you're young, six, seven, eight years old, you start playing ball, you're thinking about some, for me it was, Yo, I want to make it, and I want to get my family out the hood. I want to make it. I want to buy my mother a house. We see that all the time. Guy get drafted. What's one of the first things they do? And they celebrate. Yo, I just got my mom a house. Or they put a ribbon around a, a nice car. Like, I did this for you, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens when, when you accomplish that? Like, I always said, I dreamed extremely big when I was six years old. And at the age of 22, I reached all my goals. And it wasn't wow. until I was 26, 27 where I started dreaming again, meaning that some guys don't even know what's after that. So when you when you start searching like Aaron Rodgers is, things change. So for me, Aaron Rodgers needs to retire because not needs to retire. He should retire because in football, you got to be all in. And you heard Tom Brady say that last year. But how do you know he's not? Mm -hmm. Because you're sitting in the cave and you're trying to figure out if you are. We always say this. When you start questioning it, you're done. He may not be questioning whether or not he wants to retire in the cave or the darkness retreat is the is the proper terminology. He may just be questioning if his future, his last stint is in Green Bay. You know what I'm saying? We're assuming that he's in there contemplating retirement, contemplating the sport, contemplating, you know, whether or not he wants to compete at the Aaron Rodgers level or whatever the Aaron Rodgers level is at this moment in time. But he could just be in there contemplating, okay, maybe it's Green Bay, maybe it's Vegas, maybe it's New York. You know, where is it yeah, that I go to yeah. next? Or maybe he's just contemplating life. Maybe yeah. he's trying to, like, nir reach nirvana. Like, you know, that maybe he's maybe he has nothing yeah, to do with no. football. Yeah, but no. Because Are, he, were you in the were you in the it, cave with him? No, I wasn't. Oh, Nobody okay. was in the cave. It was like three hundred square feet. I know it was just him and his thoughts. Mat. There's no way for us to determine what his thoughts actually no, he, were. I said yeah, but no, because uh, I think one of the final shows or the Pat McAfee show mm -hmm. uh, during football season, he talked about listen, this is what I'm going to do, and then when I come out, then I go to Hawaii, then I'll come back out and try to make my decision. And Pat McAfee asked him. He said, basically, is retirement on the table? And he pretty much said, yes, it is. Those are the things that I want to think about. So I think he's 39, Ashley. I mean, we had this conversation with Tom Brady, how, and look how that turned out. Fact checker, can we – do we have a fact checker here yet, yet Mandeville? Can we Can we look at how many guys have made it to 39 in the NFL? It's a small community. It's a small population. So you, you won the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. What is it? Is it two or three MVPs? I believe it's two. Two MVPs back to back. At, yeah, we can two, fact check that, but I believe it's two, two. Two MVPs. And yeah, like you said earlier, there's a lot of us that are saying, and I'm in this group, that you are the best thrower of the football. There's nothing else left to prove, bro. It's cool. You've done it all. And I will say this, though, which is probably, it's, it's pretty interesting because people hit me up like, you know, are you breaking news? Even Pat McAfee hit me up. <laughs> was like, yo, are you telling me something that I don't know that I should know? I had... What I know for sure is that there's at least four NFL teams that want in on Aaron Rodgers. How do I know that? 
because they all called me this morning asking me, Brandon, please tell me it isn't true. Tell me it isn't it isn't so. I said, no, I, I got to listen to what I'm saying. the final offices called you? General managers. Oh, wow. Director of personnel, player wow. personnel. Yo, 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 what, what, you, what's going on? Is, is this true? Do you know something we don't know? Are you breaking news? I'm like, hold on. You're, first off, you're showing your hand, okay? <laughs> Who were some of the jams? You want to tell us that? No, you, I don't. He's trying to make me messy. I'm not messy. I mean, we're already in the mess. I'm we might get, as well just, you I know. Be, I can't. I got to protect my sources. Ain't that what, that's what y'all do in uh, traditional journalism? I don't think that they were your sources. They called you. You didn't call that's, them. That's a source. A, not really. Go, because we'll break technically, down what a source is then. Okay, so a source is when you're developing a story or when you're in the business of being an insider, you are actively seeking information from other people. Essentially, you'd be their source, not the other way around, because you didn't seek them out. They sought you out to get information. So, so if I name a team right now, mm -hmm. if I say, yo, this team right here called me this morning, mm -hmm. That kind of blows up my spot, right? Because you got teaching this new media. You kind of, you kind of, you, are you new media or old media? Do you plan on Woj bombing this information, you know, and, and letting people know, like. I don't know the process. You got to teach me the process. I can't, I'm not going to tell You're not no an name. insider. They called you. Four, this, the you're four just... teams, the four general managers that hit me up. I'm not going to disclose your Okay, name. let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. What division are they in? Can you do that? Because that won't that narrows yeah. it down to four teams. Like, there's a lot of teams that it could be. So just give me that. Give me some yeah. of the divisions. You got some West Coast teams. You got some East Coast teams. Okay, yeah. I didn't say regions. <laughs> I didn't say regions. I said divisions. <laughs> NFC East. Do we have NFC South in there? Do we have AFC North? Like, what are some of the divisions? Give you know us that. What's crazy, Ashley? He's sidestepping, but okay, go ahead. It wasn't until my second year where I realized that I was in the AFC West. Like, I didn't know what a division <laughs> was. Like, anyway, they started talking about playoff implications, and Coach Shanahan's up there, Mike Shanahan's up there talking about, yo, all we got to do is win this to get here. I'm like, hold on, what? So it's Kansas City Chiefs, San Diego, <laughs> the Chargers at the time. Well, now that you're well-versed in what divisions are, right? what divisions were they? Corey? Can we go to the next one? Nah. Wow! <laughs> I can't. You're gonna blow up my spot. How? I'm not. You're you not giving this. me. You're, you're not messy. giving me names. You're, you're literally giving messy. me. You're literally no, giving me divisions. Corey, is she getting messy right now? That's not messy. <laughs> when Woj leaks information without giving you the whole story, he will give you. He'll say, "Oh, a team in the Western Conference is looking to make a trade with a team in the Eastern Conference." That could be literally. 15 different teams like yeah. it's not giving the whole thing I, I will you say can this. name at least I, one division i will say this uh um more afc teams interesting is that cool yeah okay that's interesting that that's... brandon marshall the next adam chef <laughs> protect his sources okay oh goodness i will not be uh, a sports snitch <laughs> a sports snitch yeah. I, mm, okay, whatever. AFC is interesting because that would be a complete shift. That's right. That makes things a lot more interesting. Okay. So. Corey from the bench. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, let's switch gears, right? <clears throat> so let's talk Seahawks. The Seahawks currently hold the number five pick in the, in the um, 2023 in, uh, NFL draft, right? Mm -hmm. And they received it actually from the Denver Broncos, you know, prior to the 2022 season uh, when they traded off uh, Russell Wilson. 
right? But Pete Carroll acknowledged that, you know, they're willing to actually draft a first round, you know, a quarterback in, in that selection, right? So, you know, like, what is Pete Carroll doing here? You know, like, what, what, what's, what's up his sleeve? He's preparing for the future. I mean, it's really that simple. I know that Gino has had an incredible year and what was the saying he said? They they counted me out, but I didn't call back or something. No, I'm, I probably butchered that. Yeah, 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 what right, was right. it? What was the saying? What did he say? He said that they uh, they tried um, to they tried to. Dang, that was such oh a my good god! One. It was a bar too. I just remember no. the last part, but I didn't pick. I don't know. We got to find that. I don't know what it was, but um, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on that. But listen, Gino had an incredible season. Um, I think a lot of people were wrong about. We have it. What was it? They wrote me off, but I ain't right back. I don't know why I thought he said something about a phone or whatever. Okay. But listen, Gino had an incredible year through for over 4,000 yards. I think a lot of people, myself included, did not think that he was going to have that type of a season. I don't think a lot of people thought that he could go ahead and lead a team, especially a team that was just somewhat in disarray after losing Russell Wilson and him moving on to Denver. And you really didn't know what this team was going to look like. You didn't know if they were going to be competitive. Um, and it turned out that they were. They right. were slightly competitive. They were a team that you were like, okay, there's something here. With that being said, I don't think Geno Smith, in their mind, is their forever quarterback. As well as he played for them this season, he is not the guy that when they think about the future of the Seattle Seahawks and what this team mm-hmm. is going to look like and what pieces are going to be there and how they're going to go ahead and try to recreate the Super Bowl era that they once had and being that dynasty that they once were, that team that when they were marked on your calendar, you're like, damn, we got to play the Seahawks? Like, this is going to suck. Right, right, right. I don't think they envisioned that with Geno, and I think what they're doing is is getting somebody they can start that process with while still having a quarterback who they can win with. Now, it would be wise to do it that way. Keep Geno, bring a new guy in, have him learn from Geno, and do what, you know, the ideal process is so that when the time comes to make that transition, Mm -hmm. it's a smooth one and you have a guy who knows the system, knows the front office, knows the coaching personnel. Hopefully it doesn't change too much, and it's an easy transition. Mm -hmm. Will that happen? Don't know, but that's exactly what that game plan is. He got you. Who got me? Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll got you. Why? We had Marshawn Lynch on and Lindell. Okay, here we on, go with the Pete Carroll thing. Okay, here we go. Ago, right? Mm-hmm. And I asked the question, is he a master manipulator or is he one of the best leaders? And basically what we got to, Marshawn mm-hmm. and Lindell White said he's more of a psychologist. He plays games. He plays chess, not checkers. Let me ask you this question. What's your favorite thing to eat? Spaghetti and meatballs. Spaghetti and meatballs. Mm -hmm. So would the value increase or decrease if you say, I don't want it? Would the value of spaghetti and meatballs increase or decrease if I said I didn't Yeah, like if I'm sitting there and I I, I like spaghetti and meatballs. Mm -hmm. I want spaghetti and meatballs. You have spaghetti and meatballs. Mm Mm-hmm. But low key, let's say you're trying, you're you're starting a business, trying to sell this spaghetti or meatballs. Mm -hmm. If you come out and say, "I don't want my spaghetti or meatballs," does the value increase or decrease? I mean, it depends on who you're asking. For me, it stays the same because I don't care. I don't care what you want. I want it. It decreases. Okay. That's what it happens, right? That's why we you hear this all the time. Like, you know a guy's about to get cut. You know a guy you want to trade a guy, and you don't come out and say that. You say no. I want this guy. He's awesome because the value increases. So your spaghetti and meatballs, if you come out and say that, that hey, I don't want this, 
it goes down. We mm -hmm. don't want the number five pick because we're going to sign Geno Smith, mm -hmm. right? What he's doing is he's creating more value. He's making that number five pick more valuable. That's what he's doing. Oh, no, we may take a quarterback. There's three quarterbacks, four quarterbacks right now in this draft that can go high in the first round. Mm -hmm. So him coming out, Ashley, and saying, hey, we may take a quarterback. Guess what's going to happen to the teams that need a quarterback behind him? Start scrambling. Oh, my goodness. We need to come up and trade. We just talked, to, we just talked you know, offline about you know, what other teams could potentially do with the, the number one pick. This is what he's doing is creating value. That's what he's doing. Because yeah. you know why? You just said it. Geno Smith threw for almost 4,500 yards, 30 touchdowns. And throughout the entire year, he, from an efficiency standpoint, he was a top three quarterback. You got your quarterback. So you don't think that Pete Carroll and the Seahawks are realistically and certainly and probably really looking at a quarterback? This is what I believe. I think that's 100% probable or 100% high, but I think that is a high probability. That's exactly what they're doing. They need a quarterback for the future. It's not going to be Geno Smith. Love him. Love what he's done this year. He is not the future of the Seattle Seahawks. They need to start preparing for that next era, and he's not going to be in it. Why, why isn't Geno Smith the quarterback of the future for the Seattle Seahawks? Ashley, 4,200 yards. Mm -hmm. 30 touchdowns, super efficient. Look at his leadership style. Mm -hmm. He's the first one in the first, the last one to leave. What are we doing here? here? Because this is Pete Carroll hear being Hear what Pete Carroll's uh, saying, though. This is Pete Carroll adding more value to the fifth overall pick. If he says that he doesn't want it, he devalues that pick. If he says he wants it, the value goes up. Geno Smith is going to be the quarterback of the future there. Now, is it going to be three years, five years? I'm not sure, but that's their guy. They're going to take mm. what they know they got so many holes. They, they need some help in, on a, in the secondary. Jamal Adams, he's coming off a big injury. Right. Love him. How is he going to come back? You just, but you're proving my point. What I'm saying is they'll trade that pick, get more assets, and go build around that team. Think about this, and this is what I always said. First off, why do you think Russell Wilson's gone? Russell Wilson's gone because... He's asking their quarterback to hand the ball off on first down, mm -hmm. hand the ball off on second down. Mm -hmm. If it's if it's third and manageable, third and short, mm -hmm. I'm gonna hand it off again. That's the type of game he want to play. He wants to win the game in the fourth quarter. Now go out there and make a big play. Any quarterback can get that. You don't have to go out there and go get a, a top five quarterback or a top flight quarterback. Anybody can do that. Geno Smith is their guy. He's he's compatible compatible with uh, 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 um, Pete Carroll. Russell Wilson wanted more. He wanted to go out there and toss it around a little bit more. He didn't want to be in a box. So what I'm saying is this is the perfect fit for Pete Carroll because Pete Carroll, the way he likes to play, I'm going to have a good defense, a mm -hmm. really good defense. He actually wants a great defense. Mm -hmm. That's his thing. He's a defensive guy. I'm going to run the ball, which means you have a quarterback that you can plug and play with. That's what's happening. I'm not here. doubting that Gino is going to be part of this team for a few seasons, a few years. What I'm saying, though, is hear what you're saying. The team needs a lot of work in multiple areas, right? right? Do you start? They didn't do it for Russell Wilson. One of his frustrations was is that they didn't get him the pieces he needed. He felt that he needed to succeed, right? right so right. think about that. That was their franchise guy. Why do you think that a leopard all of a sudden changes its spots and now is going to do all the things and fill in all the gaps that they need for Geno Smith? He is going to be there and help them win 
for the X amount of time that he's there, whether it's two seasons, whether it's three seasons, whether it's four seasons. But when that team really is going to be at its peak, at its highest potential to once again get back to that Super Bowl era, he's not going to be the quarterback. It's going to be a younger quarterback. It's going to be a quarterback that they drafted, that they molded, that they wanted and that is going to be the quarterback that's implemented into all of the new things that they are building. Geno is a great quarterback, but that wasn't the quarterback that they they scouted, if you mm-hmm. will. He was a quarterback that was available, that was the best option and a fantastic option to fill a gap that was left. Backup. That they was left as, as, as once Russell Wilson left. Yep. But that wasn't their guy. And you know how front offices and coaches specifically are about their guy within an organization and it's just not geno smith and that's okay he's gonna be the guy for for a few amount of years but it is very probable to me that the seahawks are actively looking at a quarterback it may not even be this season maybe next draft you get one maybe the draft after that but it's going to happen it's inevitable because geno is not their guy all right listen i hear you maybe we can start another poll uh we had uh young hollywood on the show yesterday right he was helping me out um what were you doing yesterday? What did you do yesterday? I wasn't, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing yesterday? <laughs> I wasn't, um. <laughs> what was Ashley Nicole Moss doing on Tuesday? Um, so, Corey. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, we had Young Hollywood on, and, um, you know, we had this debate, and, and, and you'll enjoy this, and we get your perspective before we go back to Corey and move on, but he, Talked about Kyrie staying in. He said, basically, he said Kyrie staying in Dallas. He's not staying in Dallas. Thank no. you. So we put a poll together. And I was going to get to that as far as our debate with Geno Smith yeah. and Pete Carroll. We'll put a poll out there and see and let the fans decide. But let's get your perspective on that before we move on. So I said Kyrie, and, and, and a lot of this information came from you because, you know, your knowledge around the game um, and how much you love basketball. But Kyrie Irving is going to land in LA more than likely yeah so can you tell young Hollywood why please (laughs) okay so check this out Kyrie didn't want to go to Dallas in the first place it was it was reported that Joe Psy you know was going to trade him anywhere but where he wanted to be and that was LA to be reunited with LeBron and LeBron was even disappointed and surprised they couldn't make it happen there's a reason for that they were chit-chatting whatever the case may be I think the issue with Kyrie, though, is he's looking for he has a very particular situation that he wants to be in. And that situation is just not Dallas. And I think right now Dallas is what one in four um, since Luca and Kyrie have been playing together. And now, listen, they've all been in very close games. So let's go ahead and make that note. But I will say the growing pains of Luca and Kyrie are going to take longer than 20 games, less than 20 games to figure out. They're right. two players who are ball dominant and they play different. Luca likes to have the ball in his hand for most of that shot clock. Kyrie is not a spot up shooter like a Steph Curry. So you can't give him the ball with two seconds left and he's going to go ahead and make a shot. He likes to get set. He's a little bit more craftsy. He just likes to go ahead and get his shots up differently. Luka doesn't play like that. So it has to, they have to figure out how to stop doing this. And if you look at a lot of those close games, that's exactly what happens. You have Luka, you know, doing what Luka does because let's listen, no shade to the previous Dallas Mavericks, but there was nobody there that he could really rely on that had a skill set like a so, Kyrie so, Irving. So, so let me ask you this question, because I I am with you mm-hmm. um, that he's probably going to end up 
in LA. I don't know if it's LA. I mean, I know he wants it to be LA. It, it makes a lot he of sense. He won't leave Dallas if it's not for LA. Okay. I don't so, see that but happening. Let's say, let's say, let's say he wants LA, mm-hmm. right? But he has 20 something games with Luca. Mm-hmm. You're doing all of that. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, man, this dude's special. Because a lot of people are saying that for the past few years, that Luca could potentially be the face of the NBA here soon, mm-hmm. right? He's that good. He's that mm-hmm. dynamic. So what if he's there and he's saying, like, damn, like, LeBron, how many more years does LeBron have, right, at mm-hmm. that level? Luca, man, I stay with Luca. Man, we could do this probably a lot longer. Maybe we start our own, you know what I'm saying, a little dynasty. You understand? What if he's there and it's like, you know how sometimes you go on a date with somebody? Have you ever been on a date with somebody? Have Ashley? I ever been on a date with somebody? Well, no, I'm saying like, have, have, you ever gone, have you ever gone on a date with someone? Yeah. And you're like, like, let me back it up a little bit. Has there ever been a guy in your life that just like wore you down? There's like, yo, Ashley. Like in a like, good listen, or a bad listen, way? Like I'm, I'm, I'm about to tell you. Okay. So like, Ashley, I want to take you out. And you look at it and mm-hmm. you're like, nah, this ain't for me. Mm-hmm. But then he shows back up a week later. He's persistent, Mr. Persistent. So for about four months straight, he's like, Ashley, I want to take you out. And then he happens to say the wrong, right thing. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to go out on a date with you. I'll give him a shot. So you're going on this date really because he wore you out. But then you sit down. The candles are lit. The wine is, the wine, the wine is fruity. The music is beautiful. The steak just melts in your mouth. And the conversation is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then you start saying, I think I could do it. Could that happen in Dallas with Kyrie? Kyrie could be looking at Luca and like, I'm going to explain this to all the men out there, okay? <laughs> what you described is a pity date. Event, it's, like, it's like when you're in the club and this guy keeps pressing you for your phone number. You don't want to give him your phone number. And you're like, no, I'm good. And he just yeah. won't leave you alone. He keeps pressing you, keeps pressing you. Now, at 30, it's still a hell no. But in my 20s, it was like, oh, my God, here, just take it. And you end up blocking him <laughs> so he can't contact you anyway. But you just give him the number so he'll just leave you the hell alone. Right. That is a pity date, what you described. Like, you keep breaking me down, breaking me down, breaking me down. Okay, I'll go out with you just so you can stop asking me. And then after that first date, it's... Yeah, you're really great, but you know this is just not gonna work for me, and it's just I just see you more as a friend. Right. And right now, Kyrie is—I'm not gonna say he's pity dating Luca, but I will say he's there not by his own accord. Now, is it a possibility that he, he falls, falls in, in love, love with Luca and the Dallas Mavericks? Yes, there we go. It's always a possibility. Is it a high probability, knowing how Kyrie is and Kyrie's kind of? maneuvering when it comes to his basketball business. I mean, he was in love with the idea of Brooklyn and Kevin Durant, and they're no longer, they, they just went through a divorce. Dater. So what you're saying he's is He's a Kyrie's, serial dater. He's a serial. But you know what? Let me give you another I'll tell thing. you this, though. There's always the one that got away. There's always the one that you're like, oh, what, what if I did back? things differently? <laughs> and for Kyrie, the one that got away is LeBron James. Yeah. So if he's going to circle a block, and try to make it work with you know, anybody, it's going to be I, LeBron James. You know I like to go deep. Let me okay. give you another scenario. I know we got to move on. This okay. is supposed to be a sports show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Paper Route. We're on YouTube. It can go anywhere. All right, so <clears throat> could it, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are in relationships that okay. is like they shouldn't be in. They're just comfortable. Mm-hmm. 
It just makes sense. We've been together for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Right? So could it be, could the scenario be that he was actually in a friend zone? With right? You ever, you know how there's some people who's like, oh, this is my friend. You're in the friend zone. Y'all been in the friend zone for five years, six years, seven years. Then one night, it's just like y'all, y'all kind of like, oh, bye. And then y'all look each other in the eyes and it's just like, whoa. That's never happened to me. <laughs> it happens a lot. It happens That's a lot. That's literally please, never happened to me. Please, anybody in the chat, please tell me if this, if y'all have ever seen this play out where people have been friends for a very long time and then they just have that magical moment. It's like, oh my goodness. No. No. Has it happened to you? It happened to you? Yeah, it happened to Young Hollywood. Are y'all still together? No. Well, they're, they're ghosts. So, oh, so, so, okay. so that, that's my thing. Cool, so that's my thing because you said okay. he didn't want to go there. He was in the friend zone. It's like, man, it just happened. And you just kind of ride it out like because I said, it's easy. There's a possibility easy. that he falls in love with Luca and the Mavericks. It's going to happen. I think that I'm it's a higher now. probability he spins the block on LeBron. I think that that's where he's always wanted to be. And I think that, you know, Joe Sy being petty and in, in the situation, he didn't get traded there. Um, but Kyrie is going to have all the decisions in his in his corner come right. free come this summer. Maybe they so, maybe they get LeBron. Maybe they maybe they go out there and say, LeBron, you come here. So it's Luca, LeBron, and Kyrie in Dallas. Yeah. Okay. Right. Mark Cuban, that's a lot of cash that's coming out of your pocket because that luxury it. tax is going to be out of this. He has world. it. He has it. This he has it. But this is Paper Route, our daily show. Sitting here with the lovely Ashley Nicole Moss. We're talking about Luca and Kyrie and LeBron and dating and Aaron Rodgers sitting in dark holes. And will he retire? Will he not retire? Ashley's trying to make me messy uh, and, and she wants me to give up my sources. She went to school for this. Why would she put me in this position? If there's four general managers calling me and giving me information or saying, Brandon, please tell me it's not true that Aaron Rodgers is retiring because we want him. Well, they ain't really say that, but they're kind of showing their hand. Why would I go out there and say, yeah, this team, that team? Why would I do that? I don't understand what Ashley Nicole Moss is trying to accomplish, but I'm so excited, Ashley. I know you might want to respond to that, but I'm no, excited. No, I don't. Be be before we throw it to Corey, mm -hmm. um, I want to say I'm excited to sit with you. You know, this is our third day. Um, what are you excited about paper, with Paper Route and what we're going to do over the next six, seven months? Um, I'm just excited to give people a different you know, outlet to go ahead and get sports talk and debates and stories and things like that. I think there's options out there. I think a lot of them may be, um, you know, a little bit redundant and, you know, uh, people are so accustomed to them. So I think everyone's looking always for new uh, vibes and energy, and I hope that we can provide that for them. So I'm what, excited about that. Dang it. That's what I love about this format because we can literally do whatever we want. It's on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um a thought right here and you can always tell me brandon land a plane or it's time to move on keep me on track you're my accountability partner on television <laughs> now okay um what's some of the biggest battles that women in sports fight that's like a three-hour show well, um give it to me in three minutes please. i think one of the biggest is well two of the biggest i think would be one that you're there for like some sort of affirmative action requirement so you're there to fill the quota like every show has to have a woman on it so you're you know, the token woman that they went ahead and plopped in that seat so that they didn't get sued or they weren't looking at, you know, being looked at crazy. Um, when you're a woman of color or a black woman, 
um, that's another level of affirmative action. Oh, she's only there because she's black and they needed a minority to sit in that seat. And, you know, they needed a double minority because you're a woman and a woman of color. Um, so that's one. I think that the other major one is that you can't possibly know the sport that you didn't play. So because I never, you know, threw a touchdown pass or I've never caught a touchdown pass or, you know, I've never, you know, guarded Giannis in a game, you can't possibly know what you're talking about. But it's weird because men are given like this weird DNA pass because last time I checked, Skip Bayless doesn't, doesn't, didn't never play professional mm. basketball. Stephen A. Smith was never a quarterback of a team. There mm. are a lot of men who are commentating or within the sports world, whether as reporters or analyst or host and none of them have ever played professionally but i think they're given a pass because oh they're men it's in their dna so those are the two probably the biggest um obstacles for women in this field for sure let me ask you this question and i could get in trouble by hr here um not hr (laughs) that's one way to see this up okay go ahead uh, yeah so let me ask you this question and, and and please if i insult anybody uh you know, forgive me, you know, my intentions are pure and right. <laughs> Everybody's sensitive now. This is world. like very, very, like everyone's on pins and needles waiting for this. Go no, ahead. like it's basically like uh, if you could pl- if, if you could play any sport, mm-hmm. what would it be? And your comparison player would be who? How's that HR? Because it's like, you know, well, men can do this, women can do that. And because I really wanted to say like, uh, if you could play basketball, you play the NFL, right? It's like, because um, there's no there's no females in the NBA or the NFL, right? But then there could be a community out there say, well, we should be, mm-hmm. right? And that's a whole other conversation. So just answer if the I question played, if so I, I don't played, get hit by if HR. I, I, don't in want, the NBA. I, don't want, I don't want Becca or Bonnie hitting me up saying, you know, hey, strike one, two more strikes, you're, you're, you're fired. Uh, okay. Go. Um, if I played in the NBA, my player comparison, I'd be Damian Lillard. Why? Um, first of all, he's a sniper when it comes to that three-point shot. I mean, um, but no, I think also I really respect Dame's authenticity, um, you know, his character. I think that Dame is who he is. He shows up as himself constantly, and I think people either love him or hate him, hate him for it. And I also like his loyalty. You know, Dame's an extremely loyal person to a fault. I mean, sometimes to the point where people are, like, questioning, does he want to win? Right. But I think that... You know, he wants to win on his own accord, and I respect that. And he's not interested in chasing this award, chasing this super team, chasing this championship the easy way. He wants to get it out the mud, and if he can't, he's okay with that because he did it on his own his own foundation, could, and I, I can relate to that. Could it be that Dame is smarter than all of us and every other NBA player, right? Because it's hard to break through when it comes to legacy. Like, how do I get my name sketched in history? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of guys that's won championships. There's a lot of guys that's won multiple awards. But to be talked about year in and year out, it's extremely hard to do. We can talk about it now. You got the Michael Jordans of the world, the LeBrons, the Kobe's. You got Shaq, Iverson. There's probably like 15 to 20 NBA guys out of all the NBA players that's come and gone, right? If Dane Lillard goes out there and he wins, you know, wins it, wins it, uh, you know, a championship mm-hmm. his way, mm-hmm. we will talk about Dame Lillard forever. We are gonna, we're already going to talk about Dame Lillard forever, though. No, but not, but yes, you'll talk about him from, in a from, different way. Yeah, and it, like, yes. like, come on, Dame Lillard did it. He's, a, he's the measuring stick. That's the benchmark. He changes the whole conversation now. 
super teams like this is this is common now we should stop talking about this generation to the, from the again compared to the last generation about these super teams etc right because this is what it is mm -hmm. super teams exist mm -hmm. and it's common and it's okay but he's going to be a guy that changes that conversation back and he's going he's going to have other young nba players thinking like maybe go that route well i mean i think dame represents that old school you know vibe when you think of like a kobe bryant you know yeah kobe had one time requested a trade but it was more of like a a scare tactic because the lakers weren't doing right by him in terms of getting him pieces that he needed to win right but kobe spent his entire career with one team you know dame probably is going to have the same you know fate and when you think of you know barbershop legends if you will dame will always have you know the accolades of the hood as we like to say and he'll always have the accolades of the professional nba world right. because he did it that old school way you know the same thing he, it, obviously his career was different but the same type of vibe is attached to Allen iverson ai never won you know, he doesn't have a championship. He doesn't have a ring to show for his career, but he's highly respected but, because but, but, of how he played the game. Yeah, but again, he did something that was never done before. Right, but and Dame... And that was just be himself. But so is Dame. Yeah, correct. But, and that's but, why but he'll always court, have yes, respect. Right. But that's if you right. look at the landscape of that's the right. NBA now, we talk about this often, that era of the super teams is kind of dying, is falling by the wayside, if you will. You know, you look at the days of, you know, the big three in Miami, or you look at the days of, you know, the Boston Celtics and that big three, and you look at, you know, Brooklyn, what they tried to do. Um, you look at the landscape now, you look at the Grizzlies, that's a homegrown team. John Morant was drafted there. Those guys grew together and are growing together. You look at the Warriors, minus when Kevin Durant got there, homegrown team. You know, they kind of are growing together. The Boston Celtics are a perfect example. Same thing, they're growing together. I think now... The landscape of the NBA is changing and guys, especially these young guys, because there's so much money to be made outside of the game, they want to be their own heroes. They want to go ahead and do things their own way. They don't want to have to team up with a LeBron and a D. Wade to win a chip. They want to do it in the city they were drafted to, with the guys that they were with, drafted with, or the guys that came in after them and say, yeah, I, I did this for the city and I did it by myself. They don't want to jump around and move around. I think that era is dying. And I'm excited because now you're going to see different players in the conversation. It's not always going to be a championship of the Warriors and the Cavs. You remember the, you remember the word that I chopped up on Monday? Mm-hmm. What was it? I mean, you chopped... Wait, on Monday? No, what was oh, the word? Oh, I just had it. And what I was the word? Uh, there's going to be more parody. Yes. The there you go, parody. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I mean, I love it. You know, what? how many years in a row was it that we were watching Warriors and Cavs go back and forth in the finals? To the point when the finals came around, it was like... Ugh. God, we gotta watch these guys again. Like, God dang! Like, can I get somebody else? Now we're we're throwing different names in there. The Nuggets are at the top of the Western Conference. The Celtics, the Bucks are surging. You have the Grizzlies. The like, Kings. there's so many teams that now okay. you're you're excited to to get to the playoffs because you don't know what can happen. Okay, hey guys, this is YouTube. We're streaming live here. Thank you so much, Ashley. But I'm about to now. Uh, I, you know, I built. You got to build people up, and you got to bring them back down sometimes, oh, no. right? So earlier on in the show, uh, we had this conversation around Aaron Rodgers and um, Ash. I, I, I used the word called the word colluding, <sighs> and Ashley said, "What was the word that you used? Cahooting. Cahooting, right? So if typed in. And wait a second, I don't think you said colluding. I did. I said colluding. 
Oh. I said okay. colluding, and, and, and our fact checker, Manderville, you hired him, great job. You hired a fact checker in less than 24 hours. It's unheard of in corporate America. So now I Am Athlete Paper Route has a fact checker. So, But we have this fact checker, Corey, and Corey, you, you go and agree with Ashley on what word makes the most sense. In 2020, in, in 2022, November 22, 22nd, 2022 at 11 o'clock a.m., the NFLPA accuses NFL of collusion in its absence of guaranteed player contracts. I, but, okay, we're, but we're talking about very different things now. We all know the word collusion. We all know what that means. But we were saying that the words you were looking for was not what you said. That's We NFL, know what collusion is. NFL owners, and I'm about to throw it to you, Corey, to get mm -hmm. us to the next, the next block, but NFL owners colluding against Demarius Thomas, rest in peace, um, AJ Green and Des Bryant. Okay. Well, I guess it's, is it colluding? So then? right now we're, we, we have the same IQ. Our oh, IQ, no. Something like it. I, I've, you know how many words I've taught you? There's no way we could have the same IQ. Okay, all right. Gravitas, Corey, Corey. Like. Well, look, well, look, first, in Ashley's defense, <laughs> I wanted to define Kahoot. Can we define a Kahoot? Kahoot, it describes people or groups working together or making plans Thank together you. in secret. Thank you. Thank you. That's exact. Thank you. That's hey, look, the he, word you were looking for, he, sir. He, he's trying to defend uh, himself. No, it, that's what cahooting <laughs> means. That's what it, uh, we're in cahoots. You've never heard that before. Yeah, but everything I've read over the past ten years in the NFL, when they talk about collusion, the collusion, collusion. Yes, collusion is the action. Like collusion is the ideology, but cahooting or to be in cahoots is essentially what happens when you're all in collusion. Okay. It's you're agreeing to conspire against somebody right, or take right, somebody right. down. Okay, Corey from the bench. If that's wrong, don't worry. If it's wrong, I'll get a text from my mom in like five minutes. <laughs> because she it. is huge in grammar. So if that's wrong, I will know in about five minutes. So don't worry. <laughs> we'll get the true answer in a few. Corey from the bench. All right. All right, so yeah, let's move on. But we're actually going to go back to the topic of the NFL draft, right? So now, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, uh, the Chicago Bears are actually considering moving the number one pick, right? And they've already said that a number of teams have actually reached out to them, you know, in regards to it, right? So, I mean, what people are saying is that this is kind of an opportunity for them to potentially build around uh, just quarterback Justin Fields, right? So this is actually what general manager Ryan Pohl said. He says, we have flexibility where if there's opportunities where we can turn that into a lot of players that come in and help us, we can do that, right? And I want to make this note. Now, the last time the number one pick was traded before the draft was in 2016 when the Los Angeles Rams uh, moved up to get Jared Goff, right? Now, question to you guys. The Bears, they're not a good team, right? But is this the offseason that they can potentially turn things around? Before we answer that, I got a text from my mom. See, this is, <laughs> I'm telling you, this is live. She says, none of us are right. It's not cahoot, it's cohorting. And that's the action, I guess, of collusion, or I don't know. But I always thought it was, whatever. At the end of the day, <laughs> colluding, cohorting, cohooting, collusion, whatever. Uh, well, we're going to have mom on the show. Uh, we go, I'm, I, I, I don't know. Maybe all three of us are going to be wrong when it's all said and done. I just, I can't. Well, maybe, back we're to the, right. maybe we're all so, right. Back yeah. to the Bears. <laughs> your, oh, the Bears, your former team. You know these right. guys well. So I'll say this. <clears throat> Played 13 years in the National Football League. Uh, started 
in Denver, drafted in 2006 to the Denver Broncos, spent four years there, and obviously you have this love for the team that gave you your first opportunity. Um, Josh McDaniels comes in, Brandon Marshall, Jay Cutler steps out, right? It was that bad. And that was the beginning. And and, and I, and I got to be honest here, too, because I'm not going to be one of those guys, those talking heads that come on television, act like my SHIT don't stink, right? Like, I definitely was young and immature, made mistakes. So I, 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 I participated in my exit, okay? But then I go to the Miami Dolphins. That organization's a mess, a terrible experience. You know, I like to talk about dating a lot of times. So I'm going to say this was like a first night, uh, a one night stand. That's what the Miami Dolphins stint was for me. Jay Cutler calls Are me. one night stands terrible experiences or? What was I mean, bad? I've never, I've a... never had one, so I don't know what that's like. <laughs> Let's but move is, forward. It, is it a bad, is it a bad it experience? It can be if it's a bad experience. Yes, oh, okay. if it's a bad experience. So that's what the Miami Dolphins was for me. Then Jay Cutler calls me. And he's like, yo, let's put the band back together. I get traded to the Chicago Bears. And I'm saying all that to say this, that I freaking love Chicago. Great city, I felt by the like way. my energy, this blue-collar approach that I have, I fit that city. You know, I was in this big, beautiful city, but it was so small. It wasn't New York. It Obviously, nothing's like New York. But it gave me that New York feel, but that was that Midwest vibe, right? Midwest, like, hospitality. Right. Everybody knows your name, all of that type of stuff, right? So it was awesome. And then we implode. And I'm sitting back, and I'm looking at why we're imploding. Lack of leadership. Obviously, in the locker room, players, me included. But it always starts at the top. And I'm saying this because I love Chicago. I love the Bears. And I think the, the city of Chicago deserves better. Right. And the McCaskies. Right. If they don't get this right, the general manager's name is who, uh, uh, Corey? It's Ryan. Ryan Poles. What is his name? Ryan Poles. So this year, when you look at the compensation in 2006, you want to compare it, right? Like the last time this happened where a team moved up that trade up to the number one pick was 2016, like you said. 2016. The Rams move up and they take Jared Goff. They they trade with the Tennessee Titans. They give up what, Corey? Read that, please. What did they give up? Um, so they gave up their 15th overall pick, right, to move up. It was two second-round picks, right, the 43rd and the 45th in that draft. A third-rounder, right, the 76th pick. And the Rams' first rounder in that 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 you know that following year, right? Their first and a third round pick. They got all of that just for that number one pick. And that's a whole lot. If they don't get it right now, and this is if this isn't the off season that changed the trajectory of this organization for the next ten to fifteen years, not only does this general manager need to leave and be fired and probably banned from the NFL. Wow. You can't mess up all this comp- all everything that you're about to get and receive because you got Justin Fields. We're not doing that. Go build around Justin Fields. You need a whole lot of help because if you go get a quarterback, you're going to put this quarterback in harm's way and he's going to be the next. Absolutely. Okay. Not only does the general manager need to be fired and never given that opportunity again, maybe he can, he can be a scout, but he can't be a general manager. You can't mess this up. You get mm-hmm. one shot. You got Two and a half years to, to prove that your picks matter. Mm-hmm. But also the McCaskies. The McCaskies need to really consider walking away, selling the franchise. For not drop for, oh, wow, okay. Um, be, be, because, that's because, because. more than listen, likely know, not listen, going I, to happen, but I, I like the energy. Listen, come on. 
You, the, this you know why it's not gonna ha- This franchise shouldn't be at the bottom of the barrel. You know this why long. it's not gonna Players happen? Want to play in Chicago is the one of the greatest cities in that in the states, but in the world. You know why it's not gonna happen? I'll tell you why it's not gonna happen. I'm a Cowboys fan. I know this firsthand. They're not selling that team. Whether it goes downhill, uphill, midhill, it's not. They're not selling the team. I have sat through numerous bad seasons of the Dallas Cowboys. And you know who still owns the Dallas Cowboys? Jerry Jones and the Jones family. The owners would be the last. They would bl- they would blame everyone. They'd blame Corey for their 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 shortcomings <laughs> before they went ahead and sold that team. Are you for real right now? I'm serious. Corey would take all the blame for all the shortcomings of the Chicago Bears. Heck, they would equate every single issue that is with the Chicago Bears. They they point it in your direction. Oh, it's Brandon's fault yeah. because if he never came here, you know, we would Can never. We get a three it would be your, it would be your fault. It just would never. It's always the owner last. I mean, that's the unfortunate part of it, but it's not going to be the case. But I do agree with you with this. I will say, you have Justin Fields, who I'm a big fan of. Right. I think he has the potential to be a great quarterback in right. this league. He has the intangibles, he has the talent. He's just, uh, I've met him numerous times. He's a just a really nice yeah. guy, like you enjoy. He's a little, he's a little, you know, dry sense of humor, but that's okay, I don't mind that. But he's a really, he he's a type of guy you want as your franchise quarterback. If you don't do right by him, I don't know if the fan base will ever forget it. And I think that that's the most dangerous thing because you look at, for example, look at a Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's first year in the NFL, what were all the fans of the Bengals saying and fans of the NFL in general? Get this man some help. He can't, otherwise he's not going to have a career. And they got him help. And they got him help. The Chicago Bears need to do the exact same thing and do it right by Justin Fields. And if they don't, they cannot blame him. They cannot blame the coach. They cannot blame this person, that person for all their shortcomings. It is on them. But here's the problem though, Ashley. Joe Burrow, before he even stepped foot on the field as a Cincinnati Bengal, mm-hmm. before he put a uniform on, he walked in the draft room and said, draft my guy. And they listened, right? Justin Fields. But, they back. Gave, but he had a terrible offensive line. He was getting banged up. No, no, every... I agree with you. Okay. But what I'm saying is they listen. Yes. Justin Fields get drafted. They don't do nothing for Justin Fields. Hell, they don't even give. They don't even put him in the right position. They, you scout a player. You spend all these resources going back and forth to Columbus to sit down with this guy. Mm-hmm. You're sitting multiple scouts, general managers. Hell, maybe even the McCaskies flew to private plane there. You know who he is. You know what makes him great. You know what makes him tick. You put him into this system that is not even close to fitting him. So I'm saying all to say is it you know took it him goes- two years, two years, because what you just said, he's a great guy, humble, hard worker. Yeah. Do you not remember the press conference last year where he said, I'm tired of this? Yes. Vocally, publicly pushing the organization, saying, I'm tired of this. I did not come here for this. No, right? I agree. So my, 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 what I'm afraid of, Ashley, is right. that they may not listen to him like they listen to that's, Joe Burrow. That's a high possibility, but that goes to a deeper underlining issue within the NFL, and we know it. You know, it's no different when we have the head coaching conversation about how some coaches are given multiple opportunities and the goalpost of failure or success is constantly moved for white head coaches and it's not for NFL black head coaches. Mm. It's no different with quarterbacks. It's no different, you know, than black quarterbacks aren't, you know, deemed as as smart as white quarterbacks or as this as white quarterbacks. It's been that way the beginning of time. And I will say the only... 
organization who I think has not been guilty of this and has gotten their quarterback just every weapon possible to succeed are the Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott. Mm. And Dak hasn't had to beg and grovel for it. It just comes naturally, which is what the biggest critique against him is, is like you have all these weapons. They spend a lot of money to get them and you're still not producing wins when it matters. That's that's one of the biggest critiques. But I'm not in the slightest bit surprised that Justin Fields had to work harder to get the help that Joe Burrow just had to walk into the office and say, hey, I need this, this, and this. Give it to me now. Right. And he got it. That's a that's a total underlining issue within the NFL. But I do respect that Justin Fields is vocal about it and was vocal about mm -hmm. it because now when that narrative comes out, if they go ahead and fail again and they don't get him the pieces that he needs to succeed, right. you can't blame him. That's right. Because he came out and said he's tired of losing. I need this, this, and this. I've asked for this, this, and this. But you see on the field and the product's not there. That's not on QB1. That's, right. that's, that's right. on everybody else around and, and him. And he's so dynamic, right? Like, I, I love coaches that make it about the players and at the plays. Yes. Right? This dude is a monster. I mean, look at what he did all right, last year when he, start get, when he, when he started to get going. Um and look at what Lamar Jackson does well, and he's been doing for the past four years. Pay Lamar, by the way. Right, pay Lamar. This dude is special. So what he needs is a coach that's going to put him in position to win. And if they do that, this team could potentially run the division for the next five to ten years. You have, for sure, you have the Vikings there. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if anyone's really afraid of the Vikings. Like, I think they, obviously they can come in and, and, and dominate any game. But are they a contender? Can they really run a division like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have for the last 15-plus years? You have the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. I'm saying that Aaron Rodgers is going to retire. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. He may come back. He may come back. There's, mm -hmm. a, there's a possibility he comes back, a strong possibility. But for how long, right? He's not going to stay there long. And if he does come back, he's probably he may be on the move. And then you have the Detroit Lions. I love what Coach Campbell is doing. Yeah, I really do Campbell. love what the I love Lions Jared Goff, but is it believable? Justin Fields can I will say own the that most, division. I will say the most believable are the Vikings, and I will say this because I think the talent's there. Um, and also, I met their head coach during Super Bowl week, and first of all, it's really tall. I was very surprised. Yeah. Like he stood up to shake my hand. I said, Oh, you're, 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 you're tall. Okay. Shoot. Right, 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 right. Um, but also very personable, very likable. And the guys that he's responsible for really respect him and really like him and really want to win for him. And they have a great relationship. And I think he also understands the guys that he has. You know, I spoke to him a little bit about Justin Jefferson and he is very protective of his guys. He's very protective of what they have. But he also has taken the time to really know who they are outside of the game, which I think a lot of coaches fall short of sometimes. Right. You'll have a guy willing to run through a brick wall for you if he feels that, like, you really care about him. Right. And I think that's what separates good coaches from great coaches. Look at Andy Reid. Right. Those guys would run through a brick wall for Andy Reid. That's right. You look at some other coaches where it's like, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Shout out to Marshawn Lynch. I want to win games with you, but outside of that, don't talk to me. Don't look at right. me. Don't even be in my space. I think they have that in Minnesota, which I think is going to be uh, a difference maker for them. So uh, I definitely think that's a team 
that you always have to go ahead and keep uh, one eye so open banking, when you're looking so, at them. So you're banking on Kirk Cousins. Okay, I love Kirk I'm not, Cousins. No, so I, there's a lot, but not just, listen, not me banking right, on Kirk right, Cousins, right. but there's so much talent on I that know. team that sometimes, we talk about Jimmy Garoppolo mm. all the time. Jimmy Garoppolo was average. He did what he needed to do to win games, but everyone around him made him look exceptional, and right. that's what made that team so or, dangerous. Or, or maybe I think the Justin sa- Jefferson. I think the same thing is in Minnesota. It's he's everyone around him makes Kirk Cousins right. look dangerous, right. but he's really not. Right. All right. Paper route, streaming live every single day. Super excited about this show. Corey, can we go? Let's do our last block. Let's go to Fact or Foolish, and then we're done for today. Oh, wow. We're going to be done. After fact or foolish, this segment that uh, I came up with. We're not going to We're not gonna talk Jokic? We come are. On. We, we come, you want to talk Jokic? We'll come back. We'll do fact or foolish, then okay. we end with Jokic, and then we're done. So fact or foolish. All right, let's do you it. You really came up. See, you didn't catch that. You came up. I thought you came up with fact or foolish. I did come or up with fact or foolish. I will tell you can all we get the a things. Three right now? Love this shot. This is a beautiful yeah. shot. Like, I will tell you all box? the things that I came up with. Rewind that, which is no longer here. Rest in peace Ooh, to rewind that. Um I did come up with word on the tweet, which also is no longer here. Um that's actually two out of my three contributions are not on this rundown. Right. Okay, What's I up with it. that? No. Look at Mike. Look at this contribution and Manderville's contribution. Look at this three box. Yeah, Isn't this look, beautiful? We good. We How good. about our production team? Look at the coloring, the lighting. Look at this digital Corey, board. Why Just... do you why do you look like Steph Curry, like a, a Curry brother? <laughs> hey, listen, I, I I probably get that about twice a day. Like I, it's I, I've literally heard that. I've heard Seth, that plenty of times. Steph and Corey. <laughs> yeah. They just forgot to give you an S name. <laughs> I shoot just like him, too. Yeah, if okay. Wanna, if you want to find out, come learn about it. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a curry brother. <laughs> can we get a, can we, we got to do, like, post it on, like, social, a side-by-side. Yeah. Not a side-by-side. We got to, like, we got to impose Corey's head in, like, a curry oh, family photo. <laughs> and see if, and see, and see, brother. And see if anybody brother. notices the difference. I would be very, I'd be very surprised to see if anyone picks up uh, on that he's not a curry brother. My dad jokes all the time, like, if I just went to the Bay Area and wore Curry's, like, jersey or something like that. You I'd probably would. You don't even have to do that. You can just walk outside. Just, just walk go to the design day. district, uh, 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 uh. dressed in, like, curry well, type. You know, they, they think we all look the same anyway. But, yeah. hey! Hey, can we well, go to factor well, foolish? How, how about this? How about we take a break? We take a break and we come Why back, we and, and, then, and then we're gonna go to factor foolish. That's a good oh, idea. That. Good job, Corey. Yeah, good, yeah, good yeah, job, yeah. Curry. Let's, let's take a break. Let's I'll take a break. We'll come back to factor foolish, our favorite segment that I actually came up with. Ooh. Yeah, and we'll yeah, talk yeah. yogis. No, but how about I we? Got, get, we got I gotta give credit. I gotta give credit. I gotta give credit because one of our producers, JP, came up with the name. He came up with the name. I came up with the concept. Yeah. So factor foolish. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. And we're going to talk some Jokic. We'll be back. So all when we come back from break. Fact. Ben Simmons gets his career back on track. Fact, 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 fact. It's foolish. Um, and, you know, I'm very big on, I'm, I've always, you know, my career has been, the foundation is being player friendly. So it's very clear there's a mental block there. Mm. Um, you don't go from what he was in Philly to what he has been now without there being some level of a blockage. With that said, I think people have to accept that he is not the Magic Johnson comparison that he once was. And this whole narrative that you don't, have to score in the NBA is not factual. You have to be able to at least give me 10 points a game. You have to at least be able to look at the basket and say, I'm going to make it or I'm not, but I'm going to take the shot. Because what happens is when you're on the court, right, and you're playing five on five, if you know there's a guy who's not willing to even look at the basket to attempt a shot, what happens now is you're really playing four on five because the defense is going to go ahead and double one of your best shooters, which takes from your offense. So he has become a liability on that front. Now, defensively, very gifted. Can go score one through five as a facilitator, very gifted. He can go ahead and do insanely insane passes and things like that. But you have to be able to score on this narrative that you don't. Not every team is the Warriors. Draymond Green can get away with that because you're playing with Steph Curry and, and Clay. T- you have so many shooters that and Draymond, for his credit, I will say this about Draymond Green. Is he the most efficient? I mean, is he the most efficient rather offensively? No, he's mm-hmm. putting up what eight points a game now. But Draymond will attempt a shot. He'll break it probably, but he's gonna <laughs> attempt. He's gonna <laughs> attempt it. So what you have to do is that uh, as a defense, you have to guard him because right. you don't know if that one shot that he takes or the multiple shots he attempts in a game, you don't know which one he's gonna hit. Now you know it's not gonna be a lot of them, but you're not willing to take that chance. Mm-hmm. That's where Ben has to overcome. Self-check. That's well, that's the block listen, that he has to overcome. You talk about attempts, uh, and we'll move on to the next fact or foolish. Mm-hmm. Um, how many? three-pointers has been attempted in the month of February. February 4th None. through 28th, there's <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He's played 10 games. None. Averaging 26 minutes. Not one. One. Wow. Like, that's, you can't, one. that's, you can't, this is, defense, I'm a huge defensive girl. I still believe defense wins championships, but in the NBA, this is an offense-led league. You cannot have a player on your roster making $35 million a year and not even attempting shots in a game. 
That is egregious, and it can't happen. And now that you don't have KD and Kyrie as the blanket, the spotlight is even more on you that you don't do it. Listen, you know, and it's not okay. Remember, we ran into Shaq at the Super Bowl, right? So we ran into Shaq at the Super Bowl, and Shaq, we 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 pressed him. I pressed him a little bit on like how he approaches athletes, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, "What? I'm really giving them the information." Stephen A. Smith said the same thing. I don't know what's up with that generation. Those Mm -hmm. guys, I'm I'm gonna use the platform to get the message there, but that's what they're saying, right? Mm -hmm. And it's 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 interesting. Um, So I want to do the same thing right now. Mm -hmm. If Ben Simmons, I don't want to talk about me. Listen, I just feel like I just feel like if Ben, if I had like two weeks with Ben. And we go into that dark hole. Like I would go to you that take retreat. Him on a darkness retreat? I would go to it on a darkness retreat with Ben Simmons and coming out mm-hmm. emerging will be the most uh, uh, efficient, uh, strong mm-hmm. Ben Simmons that he's ever been. I will say this, you know, for people saying he's washed, he's this talent doesn't just disappear like that. What you saw Ben Simmons was in Philly is very much within him. The issue is not skill set the issue is the blockage within himself so for people saying oh he can't do that you don't just lose it's not space jam like you don't just lose your powers and they're like transferred to another person it's not how it works there's a blockage that forces you to become a different player and you have one or two options when that happens you either overcome them and you get back to even a percentage of the player that you once were or you let that blockage overcome you and you are left with whatever version of you is left because you're succumbing to that that blockage. Hopefully for him, he's still so young. He's only 26. There's time to turn it around. And hopefully he does because you can say a lot of things about him. But there's there there was a lot of talent there once upon a time. And right. I still think there's a lot of talent that's there. Love it. Yeah, yeah no, I agree with you, Astro. All right, next statement. Giannis is the most dominant player in the NBA. For me, yes. But if I remember correctly, I think um, this man here, Mr. Brandon Marshall, said it was Joel Embiid. That's right. Which um, is not. It's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Foolish. What? Foolish. And, and I'm going to say this, right? And, and it's okay. Sometimes when we're on television or YouTube or streaming, we feel like we have to have all the answers right now. I actually want to save this for next week. Because I'm going to do a lot of research to show you. Because there's a lot of numbers and analytics out there that's going to prove my point. Joel Embiid is the most dominant player in the NBA today. And if we really want to talk about it, top five all time. Keep saying this dude is in a Shaquille O'Neal's body. Okay? Move like Elijah And he can go out there uh, at the perimeter and do some damage there. So when we look at these numbers... And compare him not only to Giannis, but we compare his numbers to some of the greats out there that's been able to dominate wherever he's on the court, wherever he's at on the court. I promise you, the numbers are going back my point up. Can we go to the next fact? <laughs> yeah, we we, I'm not even. Just <laughs> we go to the next see, one. <laughs> All, right. All right. Kyrie Irving is the greatest finisher at the rim in NBA history. I'm going to lean on Ashley Nicole Moss here. She's the basketball expert. Greatest finisher. It's not a full foolish, but I can't say it's a full fact. He's the most skilled basketball player I think we've ever seen, but greatest finisher, I think that that's such a that's such a Do we have a fact? Isolated skill set in the NBA. I mean, when you talk finishers, you got to talk about Steph Curry when he drives it in there. Yeah. I mean, it's you, you talk about you talk about that's, Iverson. That's you talk about 
Ma- you talk about Magic Johnson. You talk about Kareem. I mean, you talk. I mean, Kareem lived in the paint. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if he's the greatest finisher. There's so many guys in there that I can make an argument for. But I have said this, and I will say it again, and I will continue to say it until the second coming of Kyrie Irving is in the NBA. He is the most skilled basketball player that the league has ever seen. And that's over Iverson. That's over Kobe. That's over, you know, your favorite basketball player. There has not been a player to play in the National Basketball Association who can do what Kyrie Irving can do with that basketball. It is like watching poetry in motion. His handles, his basketball IQ, his elusiveness, his craftsmanship. I mean, you can say a lot of things about Kyrie Irving. You cannot say that that man is not an artist with that basketball. It is honestly a privilege to be able to watch him play like in real time. It is insane. Mm-hmm. So I'll give him that. The finisher is a little, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to teeter the fence on that one. Mm-hmm. So are you, are you researching? No, 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 oh, no, okay. no, 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 not yet. I said, I need no more time. I oh, want to okay. come back next week and talk a little bit. Okay. We're, we're coming back to that. So yeah. are we moving on to the next one? Okay. All right. The Detroit lions will make the playoffs next year. Fact. Mm. Brandon. Detroit football. I know that was a basketball thing, but I gave you some time to. Uh, so what I will say <laughs> about the Detroit Lions making the playoffs next year, um, this is uh, this is foolish. Wow. What's going to happen next year, uh, the, the, the Minnesota Vikings will still be right where they need to be if they don't fumble this offseason. I think Kirk Cousins is quietly at the table asking for more guaranteed money. We know If we know one thing about Kirk Cousins, we know that he he's only playing when the money is guaranteed, right? So that's what I believe is going to happen. Um, and then also you have the, the Chicago Bears, right? The Chicago Bears will get it right, right? Now, I know we talked about it earlier, and I said that they messed this up, blah, 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 blah. But the Chicago Bears, they're, they're sitting in a, in a nice position right now. Um, they have number one overall pick. If they do the right thing, not only uh, in free agency, but also in the draft, you can see this team go um, from shit to sugar. Um, <laughs> Jalen, listen, I, I know I mentioned Jalen Rose on this show on Monday because he's a good friend of mine. He's family. Uh, I don't feel the same about your Detroit Lions. Do not take that out on me. If you have any smoke for what was said about the Detroit Lions, this man, you know where to find him, <laughs> at Brandon Marshall. That's I. Detroit, don't come for me. I've thoroughly enjoyed your city the few times that I've been there. I think that the Lions are cooking. Um, are they going to win a championship anytime soon? No, but I do think that you start to see a much more competitive Detroit Lions team, and I think that you start seeing them in that wild card round. You start seeing them give some teams a, a little bit of a tough time. And I think that it's only a matter of time before they start making a serious run. That's okay. a good football team. Okay. And I think, I think it's, a, you know, for me yeah. at least, it was surprising that they were as good. Right. I did not think that Nobody last season did. they were going to look mm. the way that they, they looked. The and if they can build mm-hmm. on that, that's a team you got to look out for. They're going to give you yeah. some trouble. They were the hottest, one of the hottest teams the second half of the season last year. Fanta- I mean, mm. listen, fantastic, okay. so. What we got, Corey? Yeah, well, no, I'd say I agree with that, you know, that the Detroit Lions, I think they're going to make it happen next year. All right, next one. Uh, Josh Allen will win a Super Bowl before Joe Burrow. Excuse me, Joe Burrow. Foolish. Mm. I think that we 
I think that Joe Burrow, that snow game, going into Buffalo mm-hmm. and beating the Buffalo Bills was a turning point for this rivalry. I think that Joe Burrow has shown that if you didn't think he was in that conversation of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, you sure think he's in that conversation now. I think that they are a season away, maybe two seasons away from winning the whole thing. That is a – I am a huge Joe Burrow fan, have been since he got into the league. But I think when you look at that team as a whole – that is a team that is not that far away. It's happening a lot sooner than I think right. people are ready for. Ashley, I think it depends on how they handle the the quarterback's contract, right? We know this. Um, when you pay the quarterback, other things suffer right. and other people have to sacrifice, right? That's where the league is today when it comes to compensation around the quarterback. Um, I am high on Joe Burrow, and I do think this is foolish. Uh, But I don't think it's foolish for those reasons. I think it's foolish because there's some teams out there that handle loss terribly, Mm -hmm. right? Think about the last we saw of them on the sideline. Stephon Diggs um, and Josh Allen, you know, they didn't say much. but A little contention. A little contention there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if. I don't know if Diggs will be there next year. Wow. I don't know if Stephon Diggs will be in Buffalo next year. Um, it's, it's just like it just feels weird. Well, I will say and, this. We and, we spoke to Vaughn at Super Bowl, yeah. and he did speak to the fact of how close-knit that group is because there's not much else to do in Buffalo. And yeah. he spoke about how Josh Allen has the guys at his house, and they That's do right. a lot of off-field bonding. So you would think, or you would hope rather, I mean, you can speak more to this, but I will say that when you have that kind of camaraderie also off the field, it allows for honest conversations. It allows for, you know, growth. It allows for a little bit of pushback. You know, you're like brothers, literally. You're friends, literally. And I think if anybody can overcome what happened last season, it's guys who have that kind of relationship. But but who wants to be in Buffalo? This is Stephon Diggs. You know where Stephon Diggs is right now? Probably Miami. No, he's LA. in Milan. Milano. Was, oh, it's for Fashion you, Week. You got to tell the people. You're. I'm half Sicilian. Half Sicilian. Yeah, but Milan, Milan is Milan is not. Do no, it. I will not. Do it. Milan is not Sis. Milan is Say 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 hello. How are you doing? Ciao. <laughs> Give me a little bit more. Ciao Italiano. Oh. There you go. Boom. <laughs> so he's in Ciao Italiano right now. This dude is traveling the world's Paris Fashion Week. He was just in New York three weeks ago. He's in LA. He's in DC. He is a big city guy. I truly believe that Stefan Diggs may if there's a. I believe if if there's an opportunity for Stephon Diggs to be in a different city in a different uniform, I think it's going to happen. That uniform might have a star in its helmet. And also, this is why I say it's foolish. The second part part of this is Leslie Frazier just stepped away. That defense is a really good defense. And that's what I mean by not handling loss well. You got contention. Here and there, and I'm not just not a Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. I'm not because they're really close, right? Mm-hmm. They are. You got 20 different handshakes, mm-hmm. but <laughs> there's not something 20. there on the offensive <laughs> side. And then on the defensive side, you you lose Leslie Frazier. You just lost Brian Dayball a year ago. Mm. Listen, it's hard replacing coordinators. Okay, yes. so I'm gonna say foolish, but for the opposite 
reasons Ashley stated. Um, fact or foolish, Stefan Diggs will eventually join his brother in the Big D. Fact. Ooh, Dallas. Fact. Stefan Diggs, before it's all said and done, will be in Dallas. And they're going to have two big bags. One's going to have a big Birkin bag. Uh, and that's on that's Trayvon Diggs. Oh, Trayvon Diggs. No, so no, no, no. Bad. Trayvon Diggs is going to have a nice. What is it called? Um, a go yard. He's yeah. going to have a big go yard bag. And I and I'm projecting that that's going to happen sooner rather than later. And then also Stephon Diggs. I think he may be out in uh, some doing some fashion stuff with uh, Bottega. Is that what's Bottega the called? Veneta? Say it again. Bottega Veneta. And that's going to be a big bag filled with money in Dallas before it's all said and done. And I'm not saying this is going to happen over the next six months or so, but over the next few years, I definitely see a Diggs reunion. I like that. Mm. Corey, mm. let's end on a good note. Go uh, to the next one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, look, y'all want to get messy? Ashley, you want to get messy real No, quick? I don't want to get messy. We're, we're, I don't well, like well, to get well, messy. Gonna, I'm over getting let's messy. Let's get messy. We're going to get messy. The single game record for catches will be broken in the next three oh, years. Goodness. I don't know, Brandon, will it? Oh my Factor goodness. foolish. Go ahead, factor <laughs> foolish. I'm going to sit here and just enjoy this one. 21. 21. So, uh, yes, they're, they're trying to get messy right now because I've held down this uh, record for, for a minute now. I don't know how long, but it's been a minute. I think it's a, it's, it's a hard record to beat because like all okay, stars align. No, let me tell you why. It's not about, like, there's... I think there's guys that's out there that's capable of having 30 catches, 40 catches in a game if they have that many targets in the right situation. But think about this. When you're up and you're winning, what do you do? You run the ball. Clock management, right? So what has to happen, you have to have a dynamic quarterback and a dynamic receiver that has a relationship where, you know, they're, go they're, they're, they're attached to the hit, right? Even that, when I was just talking about Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, I think as a receiver, that's some of the contention. It's like, yo, like, give me the ball. Like, in the biggest moment right now, you're not getting me the ball. Go through the playoffs. How many targets was Stephon Diggs getting in the biggest moments? There's mm -hmm. contention there. So it has to be a guy like, uh, and I'm going back in history, like a Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. Mm -hmm. Ben Roethlisberger is mm -hmm. getting his guy the ball, right? So it has to be that type of dynamic. And then also you have to be in a situation where you're losing because when you're losing, that's when they're going to target, target, target you, target you. And it has to be a close game. So I think it's going to be hard uh, for this record to fall, but it's definitely going to fall. All records are meant to be broken. So this is, what, what was it? What was the question? When? When? Mm -hmm. well, well, the, the next three, three seasons. The, the next, next three, three seasons. Three years. Yeah. yeah. we see it soon. Foolish. Ooh. <laughs> five <laughs> years. We did the five funk, years. We did the five funk flex five bomb years. sound. No, you know what? It might take. <laughs> it's not going to happen till the 20, 20th anniversary of of the record. Is that what the script says? <laughs> yeah, that's what the script says. Got it. I didn't get the I didn't get the script, so I'm just trying to you know uh, peek at other people's scripts. But yeah, okay. All right. 20th anniversary. It will, if that actually happens, hold on a second. If that actually happens on the 20th anniversary, right. the whole narrative the about there being a script for the NFL will never go away because that was awfully right. specific. I'm just saying. I'm not How saying it's scripted. Has, has it I'm just saying that was very specific. How many years have it been? has it been so far? I can't speak today. Golly. I'm not a mathematician. Um, You're but saying since you broke your broke, set yeah, that record. Yeah. Was that 2011? Was it 12? No, it was two, I think it was 2011. No, because no, it was 2010. It's been 14 years. It's close. 
Can uh, we fact check that? Do we right have right a fact 13, checker? Or did we fire the fact checker? It was in 2009. Oh, wow. It was in 2009. Years. Yeah. It's been yeah. 15 years? Yeah. Jeez. I'm that Jeez. old. <laughs> Put it into perspective. Okay. All right, let's go to 2009. Where was I in 2009? 2009, I was... Where was I in 2009? I was in high school. Yeah, you were a baby. I was in, eighth grade. I was in high school. What year? What year? I was a I, freshman in high school. A Two, freshman in high school? I was either a freshman or I was going into my sophomore year. Jeez. Oh I graduated goodness. high school in 2011. So, mm, God, yeah. Wait. I'm old. Yeah. I'm old, guys. I'm well, old. well, look, you want to get to the next fact of foolish? Uh, let's I think do we, it. We got another good one. You want, you want to go to the next one? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So, in the next five years, a receiver will eclipse the 2,000 yards in a season. Fact. Ooh. The game is changing. Yeah. Uh, in the next five years, a wide receiver will eclipse the 2,000-yard mark. We, had, we were so close with Calvin Johnson. Oh, I wanted Justin Jefferson to do it. So close. And I think it's going to happen um, sooner rather than later because the game is changing. The game now, it's pass first. And it's the business. We talked about this yesterday. The NFL is a media business. How do you get viewership to stay at an all-time high and continue to increase? Score more points, right? We just saw the XFL launch. XFL, from week one to week two, their ratings drastically cut 50 by 50%, right? They're not scoring enough points. It's not, it's not enough. And then also you're taking on this giant. That's a whole nother conversation. But anyways, the mark will come down soon. Will it be with any of the current wide receivers in the league? Tyreek Hill is one that can get it done. Um, Tyreek Hill, Diggs, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams had 100 catches last year. He, he, he had a sneaky, sneaky great year. Right, because we're so used to talking about Devontae Adams as the guy. Last year was the first year in a very long time where we were talking about other guys as the best. Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, so many guys had phenomenal outings. But Devontae Adams is still right where he needs to be. He had 100 yards, 100 catches, 1,500 yards. So if anyone's going to do it, I think it's those three, Tyreek Hill, outside mm -hmm. of Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, he's not even, is he 27 yet? You have Tyreek Hill, uh, Stephon Diggs, and Devontae Adams that can potentially take it down within the next two years. That's what the script says. So we'll <laughs> clock that. We'll redline that, underline that, see if that comes true. But if it does, the script is scripting. Corey? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, so we actually got one more uh, factor of foolish, right? But first, so the director of player personnel, Duke Tobin, yesterday at the Combine, um, you know, was asked questions regarding T. Higgins. And, Ooh. you know, we actually have a soundbite of, you know, what he said. Okay. Let's listen to it. Do we have that soundbite? We're on YouTube. We can take all the time we want. Yeah. We don't have, like, yeah, yeah. these big partners and brands that's telling us that, you know, we have to go to break right now. <laughs> well, so I mean, before we do that, hold yeah. on one second. Let's mm -hmm. do this. Right. While he's getting our site together and, and preparing this video. Big shout out to Celsius right here. Got it? Boom. Big shout out to Celsius, right? Like, I just want to take time to say thank you to all of our subscribers, all of the, the entire squad. It's been rocking with us, coming back week after week um, on I Am Athlete. Got a lot of dope things happening. We just launched season four, 
and it's we're just now getting started, right? We got so many cool people that's committed, biggest names in hip hop, biggest athletes, NBA, NFL, hell, even soccer. So just keep coming back. We're also playing around with something else that's gonna come uh, here soon. Another thing is, and I'm holding this up, is Celsius. As you guys know, um, when you bet on yourself and you say, you know what, I'm gonna go from I'm going to go from the traditional route, take the traditional approach and going on YouTube, becoming an influencer or a YouTuber. You need support, right? So, like, one of the things I don't want to do, and, and, and we talk about this all the time, is, like, oversaturate our platform with brands. We want to keep it authentic and real and as organic as possible. But we also um, want to make sure that we're focusing on the content and not the money and not the brands. But we do need partners to come in and partner with us in a real way. You guys know I got House of Athlete on, I'm big on performance, big on health and wellness, and Celsius being a, 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 a clean source of energy means everything, not only to the House of Athlete side, but also I am athlete. Um, and we wanna continue to partner with the, the right folks. So hit us up and tell us the brands that you love, um, what type of, what type of uh, sweet deals you want us to uh, be asking for on behalf of y'all. So thank you guys so much. We'll see y'all next week. Anyways, I did that because I'm waiting on, boom. Our clip and we got it, we got it. So yeah, this is Director of Player Personnel, Duke Tobin on T Higgins. And there you have it, mm. right? So, so guys, I want to know, is T. Higgins an essential piece for the Cincinnati Bengals? Mm. Fact or foolish? Well, first of all, I met him. We met him at the yes, TikTok right. installation at Super Bowl. Uh, really cool guy. I, it was my first time meeting him. I, I enjoyed it. So just want to yeah. put that out there. Give, give him some flowers. Very nice guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very nice guy. He, he, you know, very gracious with his time. Has so much going on. I think he was partnering with Old Spice. Yes. So he's doing, making his rounds there. Um, the question is, is he an essential part of this team? Yes, sir. Fact or foolish? Fact. Absolutely fact. Fact. Absolutely. But it's foolish for us to think that you can keep the band together, right? Because you're going to pay Joe Burrow. Now the decisions, decisions going to be, or the 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 question is going to be, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins. Maybe there's a way to keep. You know, both of them. You got Jamar Chase. Mm -hmm. He's he's going to want to get paid, you know, especially when Justin Jefferson, you know, they're that little friendly rivalry they have going on, which I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's fact that he is a huge part of this team and this organization, what they're trying to do. But it's foolish to think that you can pay everyone because at the end of the day, you still need guys up front. That needs to protect Joe Burrow, which is the number one asset in that organization. And you also need to be able to stop guys. But they may take the approach where it's like, you know what? If we're going to invest everything into our offense and our defense are just going to be guys, then y'all need to make sure y'all putting up 30-something points a game. If you do that, you could potentially keep guys together. But now you're like mortgaging everything on just offense. And, you know, there's, there's going to come a moment where you really need a defense that's going to stand up. 
we wrap that up? Are we done with Factor Foolish? Yeah, 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 yeah. So now, now I was, was wondering if you wanted to give your take. So now, look, look, we're going to switch gears, right? Okay. So last night. I like the, switching gears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so last night in the NBA, right, Nik Nikola Jokic actually made history. So um, in the Denver Nuggets 133-112 to 112 win over the Rockets, Jokic actually became the sixth player in NBA history to record 100 uh, career triple doubles. Uh, last night he finished with 14, 11, and 10. Right, but just to put this into perspective, right now, courtesy of ESPN Stats Info and Sportsnet Stats, Jokic accomplished this in 582 games. Now, the only other person that did that sooner was uh, the great Oscar Robinson. He actually did that in 277 mm -hmm. games. Um, and he also joins uh, Russell Westbrook and Oscar Robinson as the only players to average a triple double in three straight months. So that's an incredible feat there, right? But question to you guys, is Nikola Jokic the clear front runner for, to win his third MVP in a row? Yes, and I'm gonna talk to this camera it's right here. It's fact or foolish. It's fact, it's all the way fact. And for everybody who's up in arms about the anomaly that is Jokic and says that he doesn't deserve to win three MVPs in a row because LeBron didn't get one or Jordan didn't get one or Kobe didn't get one, Take that hate out of your heart. I'm going to give you guys some numbers. There's only been three players in the history of the NBA to do what Jokic is on the verge of doing. Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Larry Bird. All right? He is in the conversation to join the greatest of the greats. All right? He also has a true shooting percentage of 69%. Also, he's averaging around 24, 25 points on a usage of less than 30. That is unheard of. He is the most lethal offensive weapon in the NBA. And the conversations about him stat padding and doing all of these things to go ahead and further just implement him as the three-time MVP are so egregiously disrespectful. Y'all should be ashamed of yourself. He is an anomaly. He's not the most, you know physically, you know, aesthetically pleasing player. He doesn't look like a LeBron. He's not an Adonis like that. He's not a Joel Embiid. He's not a Giannis. He is a guy who goes ahead and does just incredible things without being this pillar of physicality. On top of that, for people to go ahead and implement, oh, he's stat padding. Jokic doesn't care about MVPs. He doesn't care about accolades. He doesn't care about getting drafted last in the All-Star game. He said, this game is not for me. I don't care. <laughs> he wants to win championships. He wants to bring championships to Denver. And he is doing it at such a high level that anybody who cannot appreciate what this man is doing is just a hater. It is absolutely incredible to see that he has been able to do this three years in a row. And listen, that's not a knock to Embiid. It's not a knock to, a knock to John Morant. It's not even a knock to Jason Tatum and all the other guys in the MVP conversation. But if we're talking ladders, Jokic is here and the rest of the guys are here. It's not even close. He is the three-time MVP. He is going to be the three-time mm. MVP. And he's joining the list of those names that I just mentioned. Like it, love it, don't, it's mm. happening. Mm. That's the show. I think we can uh, see you guys tomorrow. That's paper route. Super excited again. I don't. I think I've said that ten times today. Um, super excited about this show. We're gonna continue to get better. I know there was some technical difficulties on the audio side, but we'll continue to grow into it. We'll learn because we're YouTubers. Like, like I said, Ashley Nicole Moss and her parents spent a lot of money <laughs> on her getting a degree because they wanted her to be. 
you know, the next big thing on, you know. YouTube. The local news station or the <laughs> no, biggest news station. No, I never went to school to be and, a local news anchor. That's such a lie. Don't listen to that. And, and Brandon Marshall uh, played in the NFL, and now I'm a YouTuber at 38. I will say that? this, though. I did take I did take multiple political science classes in college because I'm super like into like that. I did think at one point I was going to be on CNN, but the news was just too depressing for me. It was too depressing. Yeah. The only times I really enjoyed like really like getting into like news debates were like for civil situations right. like George Floyd riots and right, things right. like that. And like during the election year. But other than that, I didn't want to report on there's another war happening. I don't mm -hmm. I didn't want to do that. So I shifted gears real quick. I like it. Shifting gears. Yeah. Paper route, sports, culture, style, maybe some politics. We'll no. see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> Love. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.